Good morning, everybody. Hey, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving as we head into this, uh, the final week of November. And uh, we got new home sales and GDP coming out this week, uh, revised numbers. So hey, we're looking forward to that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. But don't forget that there are so many things in this world that you and I we can't control. However, you can take control of your investment portfolio. You need to know how much risk you have in that portfolio, and you need to know how much risk you should have in that portfolio based on your circumstances. That's exactly why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. 5.7 Light FM Katrina and her wave is there. Good morning. Hello, buenos dias, and vigate, y'all. It's 20 here before 9. That's 840 digitally, and it's time to check in on your money to start a fresh work week out on Wall Street where the traders are actually going to have to put their nose to the grindstone and, oh heavens, maybe work five days this week. Downtown Sebring is the offices of Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler is on the line this morning to flesh out what's going on this morning after kind of a quiet weekend. Philip, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving a few days afterwards. Yeah, man, I, I, I got my fill for Thanksgiving for sure. Good to be back in the uh, office today. And uh, hey, I was saying a little earlier on my uh, recording that uh, this is the last week in November. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Friday becomes December 1st. Yep. And yeah, I didn't check all the way ahead. They aren't going to get the uh, federal unemployment number out on Friday, I assume, are they? You know, I did not. I don't think so. I noticed the revised GDP comes out this week. Um, let me look at Friday. Yeah, I'm on my um, calendar anyway. It's not showing it. Nope, nope. We're just going to get some ISM okay. manufacturing numbers late morning. Uh, nothing earth-shattering, it looks like, on Friday it's, it's this week. Kind of like a Christmas gift. We get two first weeks in the month all at once. Yeah. I'm yeah. Next to, week. I'm, I'm Next. trying to put lipstick on that pig. <laughs> Next week, you get the unemployment numbers. I got you. Setting the table Friday was a short day. At 1 p.m., they shut down the markets, and everybody headed out the door for the free eggnog. We ended up with an, a relatively speaking up day. I mean, the Dow was up 117. S&P was up by a rock-crushing $2.72. And NASDAQ was kind of the outlier. But when you go down 15 points on a half a trading day, I'm calling that flat. So uh, my one of my tip sheets, uh, great big green ink headlines, says Standard & Poor's 500, highest close since August 1st. NASDAQ, four-week winning streak. Dow 30, highest close since August 1st. Russell 2000, highest close since September 20th. Philip, what's wrong with our stinking thinking? All of a sudden, we're in boom times, aren't we? It definitely, uh, it, that seems to be the indication. The question is, uh, will the economy help us uh, keep going down that track or not, or uh, will we at some point, will all these interest rate hikes uh, just all of a sudden slap us in the face and uh, and we start falling? And I've kind of got a split vote from some of the big uh, 
from some of the big uh, brokerage firms, too, in terms of what they think it's going to hold. Yeah, we're probably going to be on kind of an uptick because everybody feels good during the uh, holiday season, but uh, there's a ticker ticker prediction coming out from three of the major uh, brokerage and financial firms out there, and they're kind of a split vote. Bank of America says at the end of 2024, this is next year, they expect the S&P to have crossed 5,000. That would be like a 10% increase over what it is now, and that would probably make it about an average to above average year, given the fact that at least year to date it looks pretty good. Morgan Stanley, on the other hand, says they expect the S&P 500 to be at 4,500 at the end of the year. That would be a dick. I'm kind of seeing a split vote on the economists out there, aren't you? I, I am, and, and that's pretty much across the board, Dave. It doesn't matter where you look. You get both opinions. One is that, uh, hey, 2024 is going to be – we're going to get through this, and on the other side, we'll be doing well, soft landing. And on the other side, we're seeing people say, yeah, soft landing, it's a lot of hype, and I don't think we're going to get there. We got a big recession coming uh, the question is just when. So we're getting both sides of the coin. And, you know, really, it boils down to that constant war that we're having that I've raved about over the years that, you know, you can control inflation and you can control money supply by both fiscal and monetary policy. And the problem is whether we got Republicans or Democrats in Congress control, uh, we're always overspending. We've got a deficit that goes through the roof, and we aren't really cutting it back substantially. Even if the Republicans get what they want, we'll still have a monstrous deficit this year which puts the Federal Reserve in the position of having to do all the heavy lifting when it's time to slow the economy down a little bit with, with monetary policy. And that brings us right back full circle to the December Fed meeting where we don't know whether or not going to raise interest rates. And we're all sitting there waiting to see whether everything they did earlier in the year is going to get baked into a soft landing or whether we're going to get a recession after they get done whacking us in the kneecaps. Yeah, you know, we've got some economic numbers coming out this week that, um, I, I don't know, new home sales come out today in mid-morning. That uh-huh. will be a, a number, I think, that, that everybody will kind of take a peek at and see where we're at there. Um, consumer confidence, I mean, that's not a big number people look at. You and I like to look at it just to see what way people think are happening. Um, but on Wednesday, we get the GDP, the first revision to the GDP. The expectation is it will remain the same at 4.9%. Uh, so that's, um, I, I, I guess, some good news there. But then Thursday, we get personal income and personal spending. And so those numbers may be somewhat um, important as we look to see how they compare month over month. And overweight. then what does that look like year to date? Yeah, it's kind of overweight compared to the magnitude of its normal measurement because it's the PCE inflation number. Uh, that Jay Paulson has said they watch the most carefully. It's expected to be year over year in October 3.1%, month over month only a 0.2% number. If it gets down and it ends up showing an improvement over where we were, which is what they're expecting, it may give the Federal Reserve a reason to not raise interest rates again in December. And at that point in time, we can probably expect party time before the end of the year on the equities markets. Well, I think so. I mean, I'm looking at my my number, the expectation on the core PCE. I, I don't have a number for the overall PCE, but they expect the core PCE is expected to fall two tenths of a percent from where it was last month to, down to three point five percent. So we'll see how that's that right. Goes. 
That's two-tenths of a percent less than the last report. The overall PCE is expected to fall from 3.4% to 3.1%. Both of those measures would be really good news in a dogger against another interest rate increase, assuming the gross domestic product report doesn't end up showing an increase uh, from a pretty robust number on the first blush edit we had a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, an economy growing at 4.9% is nothing to, uh, to complain about. That starts bordering on recovery. At the time that it came out, I think it was one of the weeks that you were doing continuing it. I termed it as uh, that's that's almost a recovery level growth of inflation instead of a uh, instead of a, a number that we're supposed to be slowing down on. You start get bumping your nose on five percent GDP growth a year. That's almost overheating. Yeah, and that's one of those things that you and I keep talking about is that you know we like the number, but the uh, the the economists and the the Fed they may not like that number. Exactly, and that's every bit. It's it's that old it's that old bugaboo in investing. Good news can be bad news when you look at it through the eyes of somebody that's in charge of trying to keep the economy at a planned growth rate. Exactly, you know that, and that's the Fed's really their issue, right? Is trying to navigate these uh, rough waters, and and that's the that's the problem they have right now. Absolutely. Another thing going in the direction that may not be good news for the uh, interest rate increase decision, but good news as far as the economy. I noticed the 30-year Treasury note, I'm looking at down at like 4.58% this morning. I mean, the only measurement that's over 5% right now is the three-month T-bill. Our interest rates in terms of yields on federal bonds have been pretty much on a steady downtick now for about three weeks. Yeah, the half year. I mean, the 10, 10 years down below four and a half as well. Um, mm-hmm. But but you have anything uh, one year or less is over 5%. Absolutely. That, that, uh, the bunch that I saw, the only one that quotes on that, there's one year or less was the three month. And that's about the only one that's over five. And that, again, indicates, again, a downtick in mortgage rates, which means more home buying activity. We hope when we see that report later on today, which means a lot more money and a lot more activity in the economy, which means the Fed's going to look at it and say, maybe we need to tamp it down a little more. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. <laughs> Good news. Good news for everybody is bad news from the Fed standpoint. Absolutely. We're uh, yeah, we're just full of merry sunshine this morning. We see good news, and all we can do is see a bad outside of it. Inside, outside of every silver lining is a big gray cloud, right? That, that's right, and and we're we're you know we're seeing some possible rain coming. <laughs> that would be one way to put it. Resetting the table, it was a mixed bag on Wall Street on Friday in an almost meaningless session because we closed down at one and almost nobody was on the floor. I think they probably doubled it up as a bowling alley on Friday. 45 minutes before we open this morning, are we going to go for another week in a row of gains in the major indexes, Philip? Right now, it looks like there's maybe some profit-taking happening this morning. Uh, we've got the the Dow down oh between a tenth and two tenths of a percent at fifty-five dollars, you've got the uh, the uh, the S and P five hundred the same is down seven dollars, and the Nasdaq one hundred uh, down just a little bit over a tenth of a percent to eighteen dollars. So the big loser right now is the Russell two thousand down almost a half a percent. On the other side of the coin, we've got silver up big jump uh, up fifty cents. It's like two percent this morning, twenty four dollars and eighty two cents an ounce. Gold uh, bumping up against the highest has been in the last six months, up almost a half a percent to two thousand twelve dollars, 
And then crude oil is heading down again this morning, Dave, down nine-tenths of a percent to $74.87 a barrel. Woo! Under 75. Yeah. Well, that, that better yet, my delayed quote still has it a tinge or two over 75, so we got a good trend going as well. Overseas markets, everybody pretty much is following our futures this morning after we take the better part of a four-day weekend off. Uh, the Asian rim almost universally down by about a half a percent at the close at 6 a.m. this morning. Nothing precipitous, but everything was red. Europe is kind of following suit, a little bit more conservative. The overall index in Europe is down by about 14 hundredths of a percent halfway through their day. Nobody's in the green, but the uh, red ink goes from uh, half of 1% down to uh, 19 hundredths of a percent down. It's just not very interesting as far as action over in Europe as well. Getting a year-end financial setup and retirement adjustments, some of which should be done before the end of the year, takes a pro to be able to make things plan out properly. How do I find you to get that planning done, Philip? Dave, there's so many things in this world that nobody can control. However, we can control the amount of risk folks have in their portfolio. You need to know what that risk is before you can make the changes to it. That's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here together again tomorrow morning with an update and a look at what could affect your money tomorrow as well. Philip, thank you so much, and we'll see you then, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. You can't see it. But... Again, folks, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving time. And uh, join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.